think it's about time we quit catering, I think, and just start doing what we're supposed to be doing. No doubt about that. But I'm going to be in Acts tonight, 28th chapter of Acts. And uh, Brother Ricky preached on this. Uh, I believe one of the best I've heard on a long time. I'm going to go a little different route with it than he did. Uh, 28th chapter of Acts. I'll be reading about six verses. And it said, And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Matilla. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when he saw the barbarous people, he saw the venomous beast hang on his hand. They said unto them, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffered not to live. He shook off the beast in the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen dead suddenly, but after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, this last little phrase here is what I'm gonna be using. They changed their minds and said that he was a God. You may be seated as pray. Our most gracious and heavenly Father in heaven, Lord God, we come to you tonight. Father, we ask you, Lord, that I get myself out of the way, Lord, and you just use me, Lord, to bring the message you put on my heart, Father, and help me, Lord, to remember things you want me to say, dear God. Just help me, Lord. But be the ones here tonight, Lord. I know it's going to be a help tonight because it's been a big help to me. We praise you, Lord. We give you glory and give you honor. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Of course, his brother Ricky preached this here a while back, and it was really good, really good. I'm going to go to a little bit different route. But you know the story on this where Paul, where he was shipwrecked, and they landed on this island here. And this, and right here at this place here, of course, uh, and these people, you know, I used to think, because I'm not real smart on things, that these barbarous people showed no little kindness. I, when I first read it, I said, well, it was mean to them, but it said no little kindness. Oh, or these people were good to them. Because it was cold. One on the ship, I don't know how many it was, two or three hundred on the ship. They all made it to the shore because of Paul, because of God, because of Paul. And they gathered a big bunch of wood, and they started a fire so they'd warm up. And they was good to them, wasn't they? Yeah. I mean, they were really good. But, you know, Paul, of course, the fire started going down a little bit, and Paul, he seemed to need some wood. He went out there and got some wood. And when he got the wood, you know, y'all you know the story. He put it on there, and as he did, of course, he didn't, he didn't look for no snake. He's state people you go to, you know, he's churches up there in the mountains to handle snakes, and, you know, they look for their snakes. But he wasn't looking for it. He, he, he just happened to pick it up and happened to be on there. And it, and it was a poisonous snake. And, by, and I read some history on that. It said most of the time when they bite them, they don't live very long after they get bit by this kind of snake. But anyway, Paul didn't pay no attention to it. He just got it and shook it off in the fire. And uh, just went on about his business. And said these people here, they thought, man, when they first seen it, they, they, they said they knew he must be a murderer. He must be really evil because something, I mean, look what happened to him. He was shipwrecked. He made it through that. Now the snake bit him. He's got to be a bad person for all this to happen to him he preached on, look, talking about, uh, uh, not, I won't say Jonah, Job. Wednesday night, talk a little on that, you know, uh, good things. Don't always, you know, Christians have bad things happen to them, but sometimes it's for a reason. Right. And, and I'll show you just a minute what all was all about. And, uh, and this happened to him, but he didn't, you know, didn't seem to bother Paul. But when they seen that, and seen that he didn't die, and they looked at him, they thought, they changed their mind. They said, well, he must be a god. Now, I've done some study on this for a little bit, and these people here, they believed in gods. 
that I could beat a lot of back there. And, and one of the gods they had there on that island was, you have heard of Hercules, hadn't you? They had a statue of Hercules up there. He's supposed to have been defeated of, of uh, evil. And they thought, well, he was a god. And it's like Hercules. Of course, they probably hadn't heard about Samson. He was real. But Hercules is a myth. And uh, there ain't, no, ain't nothing real to that. But they thought he was a god. You know what? As it goes on, you don't really say here, but I know Paul, by his writings, and everything went on here. He don't say that Paul preached to him. He didn't say he wasn't a god. But it sort of set him up where he would listen to him. And I'm sure, because he's there for three months, I see he preached Jesus to him a whole lot. And what the Lord put on my heart is that what is, how do you change someone's mind when they look at you, what you do? You know, just coming to church don't change people's mind. There's a lot of people go to church, and, and they didn't change my mind. I'll tell you right now, they didn't. What did you do? Now, you hear Paul, you know, he didn't. When he got that snake, flipped it off, he didn't boast about it. He could have. You know, as he come off that ship there, he didn't boast. Well, see, I told you we'd all make it. We made it here. It wasn't because of Paul. What did Paul say in the next chapter, 27th chapter over? He said, because the angel of God stood by me this night, whose I am. He said, we'll all get saved to if you just listen and wait. And, of course, they did. And you can remember all those people on that ship. Now, they knew something. Paul was special. You know, they might have thought he was a god. They didn't know who he was. Some of them know who he was, but, uh, but, you know, they thought he was a special person. Did you know a Christian is a special person? Yeah. Or should be a special person? Can be a special person? Yeah, Most of the time they're not a special person, but they can be. And, I'm, and I, as I look at this and I got thinking, I'm going to go, what makes Paul so special? And I'm going to go back in, in the ninth chapter of Acts, and I'm going to show you what happened to make him special. And I think it's always happened to all of us. And you know what happened in Acts? You know when Saul was Paul? Or when Paul was Saul when he got his conversion? This is what happened to him. Y'all know it's in Acts 9th chapter if y'all want to read it. And uh, it says here, and they went on a journey. But I'll start the fourth verse. He said, and he fell on the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why thou persecuted me? And he said to him, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecute. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembled and astonished and said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And he said, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must be do. Now, there's been a lot of controversy when he got saved. I think he got saved right there. Absolutely. I think, no doubt. And because he, you know, he wouldn't have hated the man in authority. He didn't have to go, but he recognized who the Lord. And remember, he heard about Jesus. He heard about Christians. He, wouldn't, he had Christians put in prison. Had prisons. He was there when Stephen was, uh, was killed. He was there when all that's going on. Um, but he was a smart person. He thought he was doing the right thing at that time. But see, he never met this man here, Jesus. And see, this, this is how it starts of being someone special. You've got to meet somebody special. And I ain't one you can meet like that, not only Jesus. No one else. I mean, he, he overcomes all of them. Over, uh, president, I don't care if it's Trump or anybody. Jesus is special because he's God. I'm telling you right now. If you know him, get, get a little touch of him. Whew, I'm going to go on a little bit further because I ain't got into it yet. Okay, then he goes on. He told him what to do. He told him to go to wait. And of course, y'all know the story. I'll read a little of it here. And it says, And there's a certain disciple of Damascus named Ananias. And, and to him said the Lord in the vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. Ananias knew him. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tardis, for he prayeth. Now, there's another example right there. You know, we got to say, He's praying. He's, he's praying because see, he knew he was going around waiting for something. He, he's a praying. He's waiting for this man to come. He said, and he has seen me in a, seen in a vision 
named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Now, I wonder how he was praying. I bet he was doing a lot of praying, wasn't he? You know, he was blind. He met the Lord, but he couldn't see. He said, Lord, please let him come quick. I want to see. Uh, you think he was praying like that? I say, well, that would be. I mean, you, we don't put some big supernatural thing in our yet because he, you know, he's not got there yet. All he done, he's believed and he trusted and he knew there was God and he was obedient to it. And he went there waiting and then he, and he said, and he was praying. Um, he met somebody he could pray to and to believe in. And you know, of course, oh, you know, you know the story about Ananias. He really didn't want to, didn't want to go, but he went. And of course, when the Bible says when he got there, you know, he prayed for him and the scales fell from his eyes and he could see. Now, that, that was starting of him being a God, or they thought he was a God. But what it was, he knew the God. Now, we know even the Bible says we are gods, son of God. I don't know, we're engrafted in by the blood of Jesus. That's not what we are. But we don't have what he's got. We know, who, we know who has got that power. But he gives it to the church. He gives it to the people. And Paul was learning this. You know, when Paul goes into his ministry all the way through, all through his acts, everywhere, I mean, all the way through here, it's so much you can see what he done. And then these epistles that he wrote. And I thought, now he's, a, he's special. But he's got saved sort of like I did. Now he, I mean, I got conviction. Now, I didn't go blind. But I tell you, I, I was blind before I got saved. And I could see. But you got to remember, we, sometimes we read this Bible. And I, I, pondered, I pondered on this a long time. And even last night in my sleep, I was thinking about Rollin' Road there Paul. Uh, it's funny, I, I really like him when you do like that. But, you know, it, it said, uh, you know, as you read and you look at this, and I thought, man, we can do the same thing Paul did. Well, he said, what do you mean? I said, well, we can get up and we can go. See, Paul didn't go right, just right then. The Bible says in Galatians, the Galatians, he was out there about three years in, in Arabia in the desert, wasn't he? Who was teaching him? Yeah, because they didn't have this. See, well, we, we take, but we got something special here. We take for granted this word of God. I mean, so much. We read this here and they say, well, they're just listening straight to God. See, God will reveal things to you through his word. And he can do it a lot of other ways too, but he will, if it goes against his word, I think Brother Ricky's talking about that or somebody did. Uh, if it goes against his word, I know he'll talk about it. It's not God, it's someone else. But uh, he revealed what people want Paul to do. And he told Paul, you know, he, he wanted to go preach to the Gentiles. And he's going to suffer. Are you, are you willing to suffer for the sake of the Lord? Look what he done for us. That's what Paul was thinking. If you go through his ministry, all through Acts, all, all, everything happened to him, how he was beaten, put in prison, stoned, left for dead, and everything else. But he kept going. I thought, how does he do that? He just keeps on going. But the Bible says over also, and that same, go back in Acts 8 chapter, the Bible says he was filled with the Holy Ghost. You said, well, what do you mean he's filled? You know, some people think they get Pentecostal involved in that. I've Pentecostal got it wrong. When you get saved, you can baptize in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God comes to live in you. And there's many feelings. Many feelings. In other words, what that is, that's when God takes control of you. In other words, God can use you, but it's a price to pay to do that. But it's a good price. I mean, Paul was for three years out there listening to him, waiting for him. He gave up everything he was doing. I mean, he had it made where he's at, but he didn't want it no more. He's sort of like Moses. He didn't want the riches. He, I mean, he, he found somebody. I don't know about you all, but I found somebody. And I got, I mean, I, I, was, I drank. I had a good, having a good time. And I found him. Boy, I found somebody that was good. Amen. I mean, really good. And I, as another, another example here is, of course, he thought like he was a Hercules. And, of course, he didn't say nothing. I'm later on, I'm sure he did. But 
as I look at this and I thought, well, if he can be like that, why can't we be filled with the Holy Spirit more often? If you want something to get turned on, let God fill you up a little bit. See, that's what's wrong with the churches is they're not filled up. They come to the board door and they're going to be singing the same song, do this and that. You know what's going to happen even before you, get, before you leave. You say, well, I know what's going to happen. Our brother Ricky's going to preach. What? It ain't brother Ricky. Don't bring it. What brings it is the Holy Spirit of God. It's God himself. Now, he uses brother Ricky, but I tell you, he still can't bring it. It's going to come from the whole church. We all see. We're talking about, he's, remember, he said he prayed. If you wait and come here and pray when you get here, you better be praying before you get here. Bring the Holy Spirit with you. you can make a lot easier on Him, on a song. You know what's going to happen? Somebody's going to get stirred up. The reason why we can't get stirred up is because we're not praying. And I mean, that's just for you and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, He's by Himself. He said, I pray Him. He was praying there. I mean, buddy, I mean, He needed the power, didn't He? See, if, if we see this, as we read this, we think, well, we don't need that power today. That's the problem. We do need it. We need more day than ever. Amen. I mean, ever. These people here, right here in, in Acts, right here in this 28th chapter, they was heathen people. They didn't know nothing about Jesus. We're dealing with people now, the church on every corner, and they, they think they know everything, but they really don't know Him. Amen. And that's hard to deal with sometimes. Amen. And ain't only one way you can get through that, and that's with the power of God. Yeah. That's when God fills you with His power. And you say, I want to read you some scripture. I'm going to go to John 6 chapter, if I go to it. Right fast. This is what John says. Real familiar scripture. I find it. Six sixty-three. Yeah. I really like this too. And I'm gonna read about verse before it. And it says, uh, "What if you see the Son of Man ascend up in heaven?" We read before it. is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. Now, don't you listen to this? The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Yeah. So if we start putting this inside of us, we got the Holy Spirit there, but God's Word starts to mix in here and get you excited. Right. I don't know about you all, sometimes I get to read and see something in there. I've read it a hundred times, something that just lights up. Yeah. That's God showing you, that's revelation. But what it does, if you get revelation, you need to do something with it. He just didn't give it just for you. He gave it to tell other people. See, Paul got revelation from the, from him a lot of places. I mean, he just, I mean, he, I mean, he was a man of God, I'm telling you what. He didn't care. He suffered. But how are we doing? How does people look at us when they see us? How, I mean, how do they, do you think? You got to answer it for yourself. Do they, do they see Jesus in you? You know, the Bible says on Acts, maybe chapter 11, chapter 11, where it says they were first called Christians. Of course, they ain't going to call us no God because they, they've been around the churches too long. Been around these too long. They've not read them. They've just seen the outside of them. They knew. They know. They they know. I hear about. Them. I mean, I knew about God before I even got saved, but I didn't know Him. That's the problem. And the problem of a lot of churches today, they don't know Him. Or if they know Him, they're just like a baby. Still, when you first get a baby, they're still a baby. They really don't know Him. They don't know how to talk. Don't know how to act. Don't know how to walk. Because they don't know him. See, to know him, you've got to get the word in you. That's what it says. My words are spirit. And the more that you read, and Sunday school is wonderful. You need to come to Sunday school. You need to come to church. But, but I tell you, if you don't get it home, let God reveal things to you, you're going to dry up. I mean, the preachers get you stirred up, 
But if you can't get home when God stirs you up, then you get here. I'm telling you, you really get stirred up in. Then when you come in, he might not have to preach all the time. Might not be no, we've had it a few times here, haven't we? I mean, when you really get stirred up, I'm telling you right now, people get saved. Yeah. But before people get saved, the Christian has got to get stirred up. Amen. they got, got to get filled with the power of God. Amen. I mean, they, well, we, we, we turn around back. If we don't get, to get them saved before we get straightened out. Right. I mean, if we get straightened out, I promise you, they'll get saved. The lost will come. I've never been in a church yet where I pastor. I tell you, I, when the church gets right, they will come. Amen. You know why? Because if the church is right and on fire, they're going to hear about it. I mean, I, you go and start a big fire somewhere, you're going to go to it, you get a fire started in here, people are going to be talking and say you're crazy and everything else, but they're going to come see what's going on. Yeah. But I tell you, when they fall under the power of God, honey, it'll get them. Amen. It got me. I was a sinner. I tell you, big time, but it got me. I like it, though, right since they got yeah. it. I tell you, I mean, I, you know, I don't care. You've got to be willing to suffer a little bit. People are going to talk about you. They'll call you Holy Roller, even though you're Baptist. You know why? Because you're full of God. It really don't matter what you are, just as long as you're full of the Spirit, full of God. And the Bible tells you to be like that. It says in a lot of different places. You know, in Ephesians, and this is Paul. Paul wrote Ephesians. Let me go to it right fast. Let me get to it. No, I can. I told him my preaching Bible. I've got to get. I've got to get something done up here. But just like in the fourth chapter of Ephesians, this is what Paul says. Just one verse. I'm going to read one verse. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. I for the prisoner of the Lord. Sometimes we've got to make ourselves a prisoner of who? The Lord. I mean, he's the one, I mean, we under him. He's the one that's in charge. We should be like a prisoner unto him. I'm the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you won't worthy for vocation where you were called. Well, you, you go a little bit further, and it says all through here, even in maybe the third chapter, it says, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for your Gentiles. Now, I don't know what, you know, we got, gent, well, we are Gentiles, but we got some people over here, I don't know what they are, but they need Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you right now. And God is, I believe he's calling, like he's telling these young preachers, but he's also he's calling the church people, yeah. because they're just waiting on preachers to witness to them and get saved. Very many are not going to make it. But when everybody gets on fire, gets a little, I mean, get a little something that you're really excited about, yeah. then, and brother, I tell you, you're going to get excited. It's different than getting excited than getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Right. Because you get filled with the Holy Spirit, I mean, you, you don't care what people think. I mean, you get excited. I get excited sometimes when cause they, uh, I watched Kentucky. They didn't, get, they didn't do too good like football game. You know, they, I mean, everybody's rolling. What's happening to all them? They didn't get too excited. But see, when you work for Jesus, they always win. I've never seen them win a, lose a battle. Never. Never. He's always win. Now, you might, not see, you might not see the winning part of it, but he does. He does. All the, way, all the way through it here. And he says over here also we're in Ephesians. I really like this too. 518. You know what I'm talking about being filled with spirit? This is what it says. He says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. They are evil, aren't they? Yeah. Wherefore be not unwise, but be understanding with the will of the, what the will of the Lord is. Then it says, and be not drunk with wine, wherewith it's excess, but be filled with the spirit. Now Paul's been filled once, hadn't he? More than once, I'll give you some more examples. About this. What I'm, I ain't trying to get you to say there's another act of grace. There's not. What it is, it's for everybody. It's right here. Yeah. We start pouring this thing in us. It's going to stir you up. Sure. That's the only thing it will. Let me ask you this. You watch some of these ladies, sometimes me, some of these old stories on Hallmark. And I like Hallmark, but I don't think you watch fit and watch anymore. But my wife calls them cheesy because you know what's going to happen. I've got to figure it out before it's over with. 
but it's a it ain't filthy dirty most of the time. So far, I ain't seen one like it. And every once in a while, you see a good one, but not very often. But but uh, you know, we uh, <laughs> I tell you, it's time it, it's time for us to start being what we are. Amen. And men fail, but you know what it says here? Do not be drunk with wine. Now, I, I, I've been drunk, I'm not wine, maybe whiskey, but I've been drunk a lot of times. And when I was drunk, I'd done some crazy, idiotic things. He said, don't be like that. I didn't care what people thought when I was drunk. I mean, I'd fight a circle saw and got whooped all the time, but, I, you know, I just didn't care. Because, see, something had a control of me. And I'd do anything, say anything, go anywhere. I mean, it was bad. I mean, don't make anybody your food that mess. Like, that's the only thing alcohol or drugs are good for. I mean, it's, it's, it's the devil's too. It'll run the family. It'll run everything. But it says, don't be like that. But it says, be filled with the Spirit. What? Speaking yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your hearts unto the Lord. Now, see, when I got saved, I, I'll give you an example. When I got, of course, I got saved, I was, it was something to me. I mean, I, I was, it's something. I'll tell you, it's still something. Getting better all the time. But I mean, I, I, I mean, I was willing to do anything. I'd go back there to my back, back where we lived there on Mavis Mill Road. I'd go back there, I'd squirrel hunt something. I just took my gun and didn't even look at the squirrel. I went back there, I was praying. Because I, I prayed. I really know how to pray like then. I mean, I didn't know a whole lot about the Bible. I could talk to him like he just talked right back to him. I said, Lord, I'll do anything you want me to do. Anything. I'll die for you. I mean, I did. I told him that. Because I didn't have to. He died for us. But I said, I'll do anything. And we went on one day, I was mowing the yard, and he put on my heart to go see somebody that I used to drink with. And I thought, boy, I mowed it and around, and he kept on and on. And uh, finally I had to stop. And the boy, I was scared to death. I've never witnessed nobody in my life. I was really nervous. And the old boy, he's a good boy. I mean, good boy. He's a boy. He's a man. He's dead now. But, uh, but I went over there. All we are is the Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what to say. I didn't know a whole lot about the Bible. I was reading a lot, but I still hadn't, didn't know what I know now. I don't know a lot now, but I know more than I did back then. But I got there, and I don't think I do ask him, well, did you go to church? His wife said, yeah. Richard, well, Richard, I don't know his last name. What about you? Well, I know he didn't. And uh, I said, well, and I, then I told him what happened to me. Amen. I told him about Jesus. Yeah. And uh, that's all I could do. But you, I felt so good, and I left there. Amen. I don't know whether he felt good or not, but I really felt good because I was obedient to him. I said, I prayed to him all the way. I said, Lord, thank you. I'm glad I'll do anything you want me to do again. And I, when he called me to preach, now that's a different story. I wouldn't do that. Mm -mm. Not for a long time. I was afraid to do that because I wouldn't get in, front of no, get in front of nobody. And I still it's hard to sometimes. But, you know, once, you, once he comes on the scene, it's okay. But uh, it's all right. And he, he's on the scene here tonight. But, but anyway, it, when I see this, when I look at this, and go back and think, he's feeling me with the Spirit that time. Because I couldn't have, some of these words I was saying, I don't know where they even come from. I thought, Lord, you really helped me. The Bible says, you know, he'll be with you at the time that you really need. He'll give you the words to say. If you go out, he'll give you the words to say. But when you've got all this in you here, you've got a lot of words to say. I mean, a lot of it. And the more I studied, more to read, I tell you, it was something else. And I like being drunk on the Spirit. I remember that one revival. I've never been like that before. Never have since then either. You was here, Brother McCurry's preaching. I don't know what happened that day, that night. You remember that? Yeah. When I started laughing, I've heard me laughing spirit. Well, I couldn't shut up. I, I, when I really wasn't embarrassed. I really didn't care. But I could, I couldn't even talk for laughing. I thought, and I, I just thought that uh, this week. I thought, 
They probably thought I was crazy. But it was a good spirit. I mean, everything was going on. It wasn't just me, but it was, it was good that night. I don't, what, I don't know what he preached, but I know it was good. Amen. And the Lord come in. They, well, he, I mean, he got hold of me. He put me right up there. Where, I said, well, brother, I was married up here. Couldn't say a word. I'm trying to say something. I start laughing. And I tell you, I, I felt pretty good. Pretty good. See, I was drunk on the spirit. Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, he took control of me. Boy, I like it when he takes control. But you know, you, he only takes control when you allow him to. God can't make you do nothing. He could, but that's not the way his word reads. He can't make nobody be saved. He could, but he's going to get his word. And he's not going to do that. Could, we all got that will. But as, as I read on and, go, and see, see all these things about this thing, and, you know, in Psalms, boy, wouldn't it be something when, when we come in here, we all come in here with our arms raised, praising him and ready to be yeah. rich. been talking about singing. I think singing back when you come through the door. I tell you what, you get stirred up like that. If you've ever been to a, now I ain't putting black people down, I love them to death. If you've been to a black church, boy, I tell you, now they know, they'll get you going. Yeah. I mean, they'll sing for an hour and a half, but they'll get you going, I tell you, and preach for two hours. But, uh, but I mean, they, you know, they just, they don't care. So like that brother here, brother, what's his name, that older preacher, uh, one place, walk an extra mile or twang. Yeah, he song got one song up. I ain't heard one like that in years. That's what they used to sing back years ago. Some of them still do, but uh, but you know, I think I think if God can use Paul, which He did a lot, He can use us. But He can't use us just because we're Christian. He can only use us. That's the starting of it. He can only use us if if we read His Word, act on His Word, be obedient to His Word. And pray somewhere besides here. Amen. Don't get me wrong. You need to absolutely pray here. But I'm talking about sometimes on the time you may praise when they come in on Sunday or Wednesday night. Yeah, right. I mean, they need to pray at home. Amen. I mean, every night. I mean, get out somewhere. Just really, I mean, you know, praying is not asking to pray. And just say, Lord, just sort of get a conversation. Just talk to him. That's the way I, that's the way I know how to do it. Then, I, then you got to listen. Sometimes we do all the talking. No, do no listening. That's what I do with my wife. I learned that. And uh, sometimes we, sometimes if you don't watch it, you'll, you'll, you'll do it to the, the Lord. But the Lord wants you to listen to him. He still, you know, he still speaks. Don't, if he ever spoke to you all? Well, sure he has in, in a lot of different ways. He spoke to me in a lot of ways, through nature and all other ways. You know something else Paul's done here? He wouldn't got baptized, too. Yeah, I mean, he went through the whole thing. Yeah, I'm sure he probably said, well, Jesus... Jesus said, well, I got baptized. You need to get baptized too. Why? Why should I get baptized? I know I've got it. Yeah, but don't you show the world that you've got it. And not only that, the more you do what he says, the more you're going to get. I would for a long time. I wasn't baptized. I wasn't going to tell nobody. But boy, I tell you, I was missing so much. But boy, I tell you, I, I never missed like that again. Never, never again. And I know one time I first was called to preach. I mean, I was a pastor of church. Pleasant Grove, good church, good people. Go down. I know churches had problems, but they all do. And uh, and they said, "Wasn't my I wasn't the problem before I got there." And most of them is family. But anyway, they and they uh, and they found out my mom and dad was Church of Christ. Well, one of the one of the women didn't like me because I wouldn't do what she told me to do. And one of her husbands was a deacon. They both dead now. Man was good, but he couldn't do it with her. Should have. But, but anyway. Uh, 
His wife died about three years after that, and he were finally remarried. He's a good man. But uh, they got up back there and said, well, we just don't know. They had two or three more didn't like the way I preached. They didn't like, they didn't like preaching. They just like only what they did like. But that's before you come there. Boy, when you come there, it was different. <laughs> but uh, we would, and we had a, they had a little meeting back there, and, and uh, then that brought up a church Christ, and yep, they sure are. But it's Baptist first. <laughs> They got saved in the Baptist. They got sort of conned off on the Church of Christ, and I ain't putting down the Church of Christ. I think it's going to be out from all places, but you got to be born again under what you call yourself. Amen. That's the main thing. See, Paul was born again. He knew. I mean, he had an experience there. You can go to every church in the world, but if you, if you don't know Jesus be born again, you ain't going to make it. But anyway, you know why they had little things? Well, I said, yeah. Anyway, he just sort of throw that in there. I, I said, well, and I didn't really say much and of course I hadn't been pastoring but a year maybe and finally I, I, I got in the car I was going home that night it's on Saturday night because they hadn't back in they had meetings business meetings Saturday night and preaching and I went home I was going home and I thought to myself I ain't putting up with that mess I don't have to I ain't going to do it I even told Sheila I said I don't have to do it there what's wrong what do you think I'm I don't have to take care. They didn't really come out against me. Well, just one, but nobody didn't stand up for you either. But I tell you, I, uh, and then what they did, I didn't know it. But in about two hours, someone knocked on the door, and one of the deacons come, Brother Payne. He's a good man. <laughs> you know him. He's a good man. He come to me. He said, I know you had a hard time. Don't you leave us. And uh, I didn't tell him I was getting ready to. And I sat there a minute, and I said, yeah, we need you. You need to stay there. And he was hitting his wife. I think two praying people. I mean, they were good Christian people. A lot of good Christian people in that church. And I said, I, of course, the next day was Sunday. I said, I'll be there. Well, I went and sitting at that kitchen table, lived there on Hollow Road then. And uh, she said, it was late. And after they left, they went on the bed. I stand up trying to come up with something to preach. I was told her all the pieces. And I said, Lord, you're going to have to do something here. Because I can't do it no more. I don't know what to do. I've done everything I know to do. He said, what I want you to do, I want you to start preaching what I tell you to preach. And I want you to preach in the power. Or I want you to start just being, have a bonus. I, Lord, I need a bonus. I, I, I was bold. I've done it back when I was lost. But uh, now on the other side, I wasn't that bold. But that night, something happened. I don't know what happened. But I know not, not after a while, you, Lord filled me with his spirit. And I'm telling you right now, I see him like his word. Just start teaching, look at me. He showed me everywhere I needed to preach. Yeah. In my time on, I never had no, no problem. Oh, I had problems, but it wouldn't, I mean, it didn't bother me. So that's something inside of me that God showed me. He's the one that I got to depend on. He's the one I had to call on. I didn't need nobody else. I'm glad Brother Payne come. He really helped me. But I'm telling you, but he's the one that got me through. And the reason why he got me through is because he showed me that there is power in his word. There is power in the spirit of God. And when you need that power, he'll give it to you. That's how he stirs you up. That's the reason why as we, as we pray, when you go on, when you get stirred up, and when we get stirred up, then we'll see people say, the Bible says in Colossians, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in our wisdom. I mean, this stuff is rich here, boy. And, but, but I tell you, it, it, it ain't, and the only way it's rich is when it's mixed with the spirit. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about when you really want to read. When radio, I mean, when I want to find out, I love to read when I see something or if he preaches something, I like hearing him preach. And I thought, I didn't know that. If I go look at it, and that's just, a, then I just like what he preached that, and I haven't seen that there. What changed their mind? I don't think that's the only thing I ever heard was about Hercules. But I'm sure Paul told him about a God in heaven. 
Remember on Mars Hill when God went in that place and all these superstitions had all those different gods set up there? There's a lot of those gods in this world right today. I've I seen a bunch of them going down the road tonight. I'm telling you, there's a lot of gods in this world. But there ain't but one true God. That's what Paul said. He said, y'all here you are worshiping an unknown God. That's what it says over there. He said, I'm going to tell you about this unknown God. Unknown God. And then he would start preaching to them, them all about from the very beginning to the end who the real God is. Amen. See, God is real. We need to tell people he is real. We, but we can't tell them until we realize he's real. Amen. You say, well, I know he is, but do you act like it? Do you get, I, mean, I get excited about it sometimes. Amen. I love to talk about Jesus. I, I mean, Paul was a bold preacher. But he was a kind person. He was a loving man. I mean, when he preached, you know, I remember one time he preached the Bible all night and somebody fell out of the loft and broke his neck or something and brought him back. Anyway, Paul, he got him back up going all right. I tell you what, sometimes God can get you going when he thinks you're down. He can pick you right back up. God does those things like that. That's just the way he is. But I do know this. If you really want to get the church going, you've got to get stirred up yourself. And you don't do it here. You do it out there in the field, cow pasture. If you live in a town, go out, go in the IT. I've done more at SKF Tyson Barron. I've done more praying in that toilet, a restroom there. And I tell you, I did anywhere I ever prayed, I guess. My kids was lost. There ones I'd go in there and I'd sit in there. I've been there a long time, just me and him. And I prayed. And I'd be on that machine, run those chuckomatics, and you know, you don't do it all automatically. You know what you're doing. Boy, I was praying. Sometimes we get singing. I can't sing. But, I, but see, they couldn't hear me because all the loud machines going on. But I was really feeling it. I mean, he gave me stuff to preach, stuff to teach, show me stuff. He understood stuff. Why? Because I wanted it. Do you want it? You ain't going to get it if you don't want it. You can, get, you can get saved if you call upon him and believe on him. But brother, on this other, you got to do some work. That's where the, that's where the work comes in, praying and being obedient to him. And, and, and not only coming to church, do it for you. When you get here, bring somebody with you. You can always con people. Let me ask you this. If you, I don't know, y'all probably wasn't drunk like I was. But I wasn't really drunk. But I drank all the time. But uh, I mean, I didn't beat nobody or whoop nobody. But I always wanted to get somebody drinking with me. I know how to do it. I know who to call. That's say now, as a Christian... Are you always want to break somebody with you? Do you know them? I mean, you should. We should know them. If you get stirred up inside, you can see, I, I think this thing's about to wind up. Amen. I really do. I think it is just about over with. There's no doubt about it. it. I mean, it's just about gone. There's no doubt about that. And I, and I think when that happens, there's going to be a lot of Christians get up there, yeah. and we're going we're gonna to beat them. And the Bible says over in 1 Corinthians, I believe 1 Corinthians, that we can't drink of the cup of the devil and the cup of the Lord. Or, or be partakers of the devil's table and the Lord's table. That means you can't have it both ways. And that's the reason when you, when you see that you don't want it both ways or don't, you, you can't have it both ways. But when you get to the point where you say I don't want it both ways that's when the Lord's going to come in. He's going to give you something that you ain't seen in a long time. Now, y'all seen it one time. You got saved. You got, I mean it's good. I tell you when, you, when you feel that power, knowing when you speak the word, when you go talk to somebody, you know it's going to do some good. Might not then, but you know a lot of people spoke to me. They come to me and I was lost. They're doing me a bit of good. But when I got saved, boy, I sure remember those times. They come, every one of them. I remember who they was and what their names was. And everything was said. I remember. See, it done something to me. I just didn't act on it. We can't make nobody get saved, but we can sure make it hard on them. I tell you right now. I tell you the Holy Ghost make it hard on them. 
It sure will. He get them under conviction. I don't know about how, if y'all forgot what conviction feels like. Awful, ain't it? Yeah. I mean, that's ooh, the awful thing I've ever seen in my life. Like going going to the electric chair or something or other. It's awful feel like when you're convicted. Amen. The only difference is when you get a conviction, you're going to go to hell. And I was so glad when that left me. Yeah. And then I dreamed, why the Lord, how don't you help me? I'll do everything I can. See, Paul is that kind of a man. Yeah. He went around preaching, teaching. He went around healing. He said, well, you don't, can't heal nobody. Well, I know somebody can. <laughs> no, I sure can. But I know a man. I've seen it happen many times where church pray for Well, it's happened here yeah. where church has prayed for people. See, Jesus don't heal them more. They do. You know, you know the reason why they see more things happen over these third world countries? Well, they ain't got a church in every corner. It's sort of like it's where Paul was on his island. They're heathens. And then when somebody comes in to really tell them the gospel, and God starts working there in a mysterious way, and he does that, then they get stirred up. Because, see, they find that something is really real. But here in this United States we live in, we're so blessed, and we are, thank God we are. But I say I believe the blessing is going to be gone pretty pretty soon because we're just letting too many things slide. We need to start going out and doing the work. Now, God helping. Be, I mean, be out in the fields working. The Bible says, you know, it's quiet. I mean, now it's the best time it was to see people get saved. There's people in every corner. I bet it was 1,500 people coming down through my house this night, trick-or-treaters. I know it was about 700. We didn't get up 700 pieces of candy and some tracks, and they were still coming. I left. I thought, well, I better get up here. I might not be able to get through that crowd. I, that little jeep made it through it fine. I put in four-wheel drive, but I had to. <laughs> I had to get it out of the way. <laughs> but I mean, they was, they was just everywhere. She said, "Won't you just preach here?" I said, and some of them were standing there. I said, "Yeah, I think I will. I think I'll just preach here tonight." He said, "I don't take up offering too. And I don't want no candy." <laughs> One of them said, "Oh, I got the M and M's." I said, "It'll be all right." <laughs> but you know, God, God can use us all. He can really use us more when we get with Him alone. And talk to him and say, Lord, just fill me with your power. Now, I don't mean you're going to be like, I, I'm not talking about like on the day of Pentecost, you're going to speak in tongues. I ain't talking, I'm talking about you're going to get filled with something that you know, that you know, that you know, that you probably had, but you forgot, but you know it's there. That kind of power is what I'm talking about. Now, if God wants you to speak in tongues, that's fine. He wants you to, but you'll probably be in another country if you do that. I ain't worried about that. I ain't going to where I don't think. But if you want to do it well, but what he wants us to do, just go out and show her love and concern about people. And go out, I mean, happy and be happy about it. I mean, I hate, I hate to see them come to my house all sad facing. You want to go to church? Where you go to church at? You know, but they, they, got, they, they ain't smiling a bit. I mean, they should be happy. Now, when they're not happy is when they get on convictions. They, man, can't, we try to bring conviction, but we can't. Only God can do that. Only God can. But he'll use us to do it by spreading the word. And the word's what convicts. And if we can do that smiling and tell them all how bad hell is and tell them how good Jesus is, that'll get them every time just about. That's all I got tonight. Would you stand tonight? You might be here. I don't know anybody's salvation. I think everyone's saved, but I thought that once before and they wouldn't. You might.